Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Yes, you know what that means. Uh, Please do slow down and take a little time and listen as we um, talk about the mystery of parenthood, all things parenting, all things Catholic. And um, we're going to begin, as we always do, with our prayer. Steph. Hello. Hello. Good morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray pray for for us. us. St. John Paul II. Pray, pray for, for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yes, you've joined the mystery of parenthood, and yeah. uh, you're listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. All right, and there's Texas, Texas wide, and actually we're going to be continent wide today, huh? <laughs> intercontinental, Inter- yeah, intercontinental, <laughs> international, international, because we have we do have the the McAfee's, Sean, and just is that like intergalactic from by the Beastie Boys? <laughs> so, is that different? Maybe not. Different. All right, <laughs> Thaddeus is here for always uh, great interjections. So, <laughs> but uh, we like to welcome the McAfee's all the way from. Italy, right? Is that where we are now? That's right. We're from Italy. All right. Well, I I'm not say from that. Italy. I know that's where you're <laughs> broadcasting from. from. Italy. We live in Italy. That's Vicenza. Vicenza. <laughs> oh. Correct. Well, we're so happy to have you on. And, and um, I know that um, we're going to talk, it sounds like we're going to talk a little bit about traveling with, with our kids and making pilgrimages with our kids, which I think is something that's, all, you know, lots of times... It, that I that I recall just in terms of most people in the culture would tend to, if they're going to travel, would tend to leave their children behind. Um, don't you think? <laughs> As I think that's to, what a lot of people want to do, but yeah, well, a lot of people do do it. I, I think. guess so. I yeah, mean, we've we, we've uh, we've had a few treks of <laughs> of our own, but anyway, I I think it's a great topic because I think to encourage people to be able to feel comfortable doing that and then how you know how does one plan for that and especially the holidays approaching you know thanksgiving is coming up and then obviously christmas holidays yes there's there's a there's a traveling aspect to this time of year so i think it's a fun fun topic yeah absolutely so now for you guys over there there's there's a few pilgrimages i'd like to make but (laughs) probably not happening for me to get over to italy anytime soon but but um, we can live vicariously. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, before we start, why don't y'all tell us? I mean, you you have been regulars, but but um, in case somebody out there doesn't know uh, y'all and your family and what you do, why don't we start with that and then we'll get into the topic? Sure. Yeah. Well, we're the McAfee's, a lovely family. We we live here in northern Italy in the city of Vicenza. It's near Padova and Venice. Um, We live here because I work for the U.S. Army. I've been doing that for about 10 years after a short career, four years in the Air Force. And so it's blessed me with the opportunity to 
travel the world and live in some really, really cool places. So we've been here for about two years now and uh, we love it. Um, the first, uh, I don't know, eight months <laughs> were pretty tough. Um, just getting used to Italian culture and learning to live on the economy. But uh, it's it's pretty good now. Um, and we look forward to one day coming back to the United States. Um, I guess, what else? I, I am a, a Catholic author. I write for the National Catholic Register. I founded epicpew.com where you can find some nice bite-size uh, articles uh, about modern Catholic living and the saints. Um, and I also uh, write a few books that uh, some people enjoy. And uh, <laughs> my, my wife here, I'll let, I'll let her introduce herself. So I'm a fertility care practitioner. I'm actually currently battling SOFA laws here in Italy. We have a lot of things that bog us down. So currently I'm not teaching, but I'm a fertility care practitioner with the Creighton model system. Oh, so I teach awesome. NFP. And let's see, I've written a couple chapters with Sean and different books that he's done. And I've written for several different blogs that are out there. So just little things, but mainly I'm a mom. No, big things. <laughs> she, she's a mother of four and she keeps the household real tight. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. That is a big Just job. Harder than anything I do. <laughs> I just want to jump in and one of, the, one of those interjections and uh, sofa laws are not about pieces of furniture. Like she can't sit on a sofa. <laughs> it's status of forces agreement depending. So it's, it determines what American uh, military and defense officials can do in, in the countries that we have agreements with to have our forces deployed there. So dude, oh. you're really smart. We are so glad Thaddeus is here. Yeah. So I just want to jump in there and, you know, make my ego feel a little, a little better and I know, I'll I drop really, out now. I'm glad you said, no, I'm I'm glad you uh, we also, said that. Uh, we also have our youngest, Alette, with us on this All right. interview. Uh, it's it's close to 9 p.m. and she is just being stubborn. And uh, so she, How she might Alette? join us with some commentary. How old is Alette? <laughs> What's that? How old is Alette? Oh, she is one, about one, one and a half now. Perfect. Two that's, months. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. So what's been your experience on, on uh, taking your kids on pilgrimages and travel traveling with your children? I mean, what are things that you uh, have experienced? We've got a few that we'll share, but we'll start yeah, with And you. what are the ages of your children? We know Alette's 18 months, but what, what are the other ages? Right, we've got four kids, and they're seven, five, three, and one. <laughs> So they stack right, right up. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Jessica. I'm laughing at your husband who, because we're using a Skype video connection, is pulling his, is showing, <laughs> showing off some things. So <laughs> it's, it's hot in here. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we know. Now we know. Sometimes, sometimes there is beauty in just the old fashioned <laughs> radio, right? <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so that, so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was Jessica who was concerned about, is this going to be video video or just radio? Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. Thank goodness it's just radio. No, All right, no so, audio visual. Sorry. 18 months and then the other children are. It's basically, what, yeah, seven, seven, five, three, five, and one? Seven, five, three, and one. That's okay. kind of, that's kind of our breakdown, except for our one was. Three, one, four, one. Four, four, five, and six, <laughs> but that's about how how uh, much uh, is in between them yeah. age wise. So okay. nice, yeah. but we're a long ways away from that because because uh, our oldest is twenty four, twenty four, mm -hmm. and so we're at the twenty four. You'll get there sometime. Twenty four, <laughs> twenty two, twenty, and eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. 18. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. Anyway, yes, let us know. I mean, uh, what do you, what, what, some guidance for people out there that would want to take their kids uh, on pilgrimages? Um, how do you do it? Certainly with kids your, your age, we've done it before, but it's been a while. I think there are going to be some people listening that could um, use some advice, guidance, suggestions. I'm going to talk for a second and then I'll let Jessica say whatever she wants. But one thing <laughs> just came to mind for me is, uh, is is one thing that I actually have a lot of trouble with, mostly mostly with the burden of having a full time job, uh, a nice hobby on the side of writing, but but then planning for all the kids, and and that's really the tough part about doing these trips. Even even though we live here in this great destination, where really we can drive thirty minutes away and see the bones of some recent saints, uh, literally, um, it, you know, get getting too far takes 
a lot of planning, um, and the cost is quite quite enormous too. You know, um, anything from gas to you know we don't every, every, people in the United States might not realize this, but everybody outside the United States and I think Canada has tolled highways, and that can get extremely pricey. It can, it can cost about a hundred euros to drive back and forth to Rome. Before wow. gas. Before that's before gas and before stops and before you know coffee breaks or whatever. Um, and so, so it's, it's not all free to, to get around here if you don't want to take, you know, six hours to, to get what really should just take two. Um, because, oh, also in Europe, there are no, um, oh, what is it called when the government, uh, has the power to basically build a highway through somebody's, uh, property, um, eminent so, like, domain. <laughs> eminent domain, yeah, the ding, eminent ding, domain ding. laws don't exist here, so the highways don't go. the The tolled highways are the only ones that go straight through places. So, literally, fifteen minutes away can cost about four euro. Wow. Um, and then, and then, so then you, you you have to decide between driving with young kids, which can be you know sometimes frustrating, or or training. And getting out the, you know, the plans and doing the hour, the, you know, calculating the hours on when to arrive and when you can get out of work and what time the kids are probably going to need to be fed and how much it'll all cost. Like that, that really is a huge burden to me. And that's probably the first thing that I would mention that I think of whenever I think of traveling with a family is what, what is the time investment that it's going to take for me to plan all of this out? And I, I find for myself, that's really difficult to do. Right. Jessica. Right. Right. Well, I would say the same, but I think I'm a little more on the practical side. Vicenza is just, it's not something you, a place that you hear about a lot, but there are saints bodies here in town. Like you don't oh, have wow. to go far. You can go 10 minutes. You can go 15 minutes. You can go half an hour. We've got uh, Josephine Bikita within 40 minutes of us. Wow. And you just, you keep finding out about people as you talk to people like, Hey, where did you go this weekend? I had no idea that saint was so close. So it'd be really nice if they were all mapped out and then we could just kind of make a plan. Jessica wants me to write a book that details the location of all the relics in Italy. And uh, that'd be nearly impossible because they'd everywhere. Right. It'd it'd have to be a continuing book. It wouldn't. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to pay me to travel for a year and then I can do that. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice. If I can get that gig, I'll get it. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. Sign me up. A couple things that it's just. I mean, kids are crazy, so you kind of just have to factor in for that. We went to Assisi. I think that was probably one of our better trips because we factored in for the kids. And Assisi is really easy. It's walkable. There's a lot of hills, so that part's not easy. But there's a lot for the kids to see and do. And they know St. Francis. They know St. Clair. They know the saints from the movies. And so they... I mean, we basically made a scavenger hunt out of it, and we said, okay, these are the churches we're going to. What are the art pieces or things that they can do? What are actions they can make? Because Did you have them actually take the the relics and the pieces of art away, like in a real scavenger (laughs) hunt? No, not like that kind of scavenger hunt. Oh, okay, okay. I want to make sure. The picture with it. No, that would be terrible. But it's just great, and they interact with people. There's a lot of um, monks and brothers and sisters that are all around and, and the kids love them. And thankfully we're in a place where <laughs> they don't mind random kids running up and hugging them because they just love seeing the brothers and sisters everywhere. That's it's so just, cool. that is cool. Well, I, th- one of the things as you're, as you're talking, I, I think that that, that should be a great encouragement to people here in the States and particularly in, to, to know that, I mean, we can get in a car and go somewhere um, anywhere. I was just thinking yesterday, a priest gave a talk about, um, it blessed Miguel pro. I don't know if he, I yes. don't know if, I don't know if he's been canonized yet, but, um, but was given a talk about him. And I know that there is a Catholic bookstore, maybe an hour from here that has first class relics of him. Um, first class really. Wow. Yeah. So, um, little things like that, like you said, to be aware of those. I know that like it, um, where our good friend, um, oh, uh, John Paul, the second foundation, um, Arlen Nichols, where, where his, he has, he's been given some st- occasional second, guest on the mystery of yeah, parenthood, I should say. Yes. He's given second class relics and that's only, you know, of St. John Paul, the second mm-hmm. that you can venerate. You can go in, he'll let you go in and venerate those, those relics, which, I think those are those are very achievable from somebody 
at, at this We have leg. a pilgrimage site in our actual very own city. What's that? In Bryan. There are relics of St. Anthony. Oh, yeah. Of Padua wow. at St. Wow. Anthony Church in Bryan. And so I think, and what do you think, Stephanie? A lot of a lot of times, and in, in McAfee's as well, what we do and try to encourage people to to bring their kids to to mass is say, you know, start off with like daily mass, something that's manageable, something that they can have some success twenty minutes in. So maybe in this idea of having travel, you particularly around here, Saint Anthony of Padua would be closed for somebody here in College Station. You could turn it into with young people, go see, study St. Anthony before, you know, read about him and then stories, then go, go do it. And then maybe go get some ice cream or something to kind of build that in that we're going to visit because that's part of the culture of being a Catholic is understanding who saints are and why we venerate them and, and, and doing it on a small scale instead of thinking, I'd love to come into Italy and McAfee's, and, and, and if, if we do, we're going to come and bug Invade you. your home. <laughs> well, not necessarily you're welcome, that. But. You're welcome to come. We have a large guest room. That's, you, 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 I think you hit it, the nail on the head. Is That's exactly how we do it. Is Even if we're going to a place, I'll, I'll basically get on Wikipedia or some other. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm nifty with Google, so I'll find out what saints are there. And then I'll learn about them, and and then basically I'm more interested in going to that place, you know, as a pilgrim rather than just kind of as a destination. Or maybe there's a you know beach nearby or something, or just a beautiful church. I'll be able to go and venerate someone that I've just made friends with, and I think that's really cool. Those kinds of possibilities do exist all over the United States, and like you said, Thaddeus, um, all over the United States are little pilgrimage centers. You know, and even if you can't find one of those, I mean, you probably live close to your diocese. So why not just visit your cathedral? I guarantee there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of relics there. Um, but it doesn't even just take relics like there's there's actually I've been reading a lot about St. Dominic and I want to go to northern Spain and southern France soon um, to visit his footsteps. But what he did is what a lot of people still do. They they visited the shrines that basically he stopped at that didn't have any relics. That basically right. just had some old wooden crucifix um, that's maybe still there in those locations that he venerated or prayed at or churches that he slept in. And there's really nothing other special than that other than the fact that it was a holy place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think st- that things like that are important to making your children. It's kind of, again, it's the pitching pennies to understand that these are not mytho- mythological people. They are real people who walked on this planet just just like us who struggled you know finding food getting where they had to go whatever and as you learn about them and then to actually go where they have been i mean i know in in our family and and maybe this is even an extension of this in our family my there's a lake house and some of my some people that i know had not ever they'd heard about me talk about my grandparents and this place but for them to be able to come like they some of them did this summer and go on that pilgrimage and, and be there, even though it's the cash and, you know, <laughs> it's a cash and pilgrimage. But but to be able to show our kids and friends that there were real people who we've talked about who actually built this place or slept in this place or and there's pictures of them in this place is important in making those connections, which I think is really critical to understanding what it means to be Catholic is that we are connected to these real individuals throughout time, whether we've seen them or not. We know their stories. I don't, I don't know what you're No, I know. And we've talked about that before about not only, I mean, making that connection for your kids that, that the saints are our ancestors, just as your grandfather and great grandfather. And, you know, the, you know, kind of making, you know, we always talk about connecting those dots, you know, um, but so to tell stories about both of them, about your own family of origin and your, your church family. Um, and I think, you know, I think what, what we're kind of talking about here too, and in, in terms of traveling with kids is you have to be prepared, <laughs> Right. you have to proactively plan and think about the ages of your kids. Think about, um, you know, uh, eating times and nap times and, you know, um, and activity stuff. I mean, I know when we've traveled before, 
um, we've done that, you know, we were blessed to homeschool. And so we were, we've been able to do that pre-planning and do a lot of, you know, build our lesson plans around what we were going to see and what we were going to do. And, and then while traveling in the car, I, you know, you can Google and, and find all kinds of coloring pages and word puzzles and, you know, those kind of things to keep them busy in between the stops on the way, you know, um, which tie into what you're doing. So it's, it's fun to be able to, um, you know, um, pack up and, and hit the road, so to speak with, with all of that, um, you know, all of that activity for the kids that all ties together, you know, um, and you've got a captive audience in the car. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. And you make a good point. If you, I mean, one of the first things that I heard from parenting and advice was, before you discipline, think about when was the last time your kids slept and when was the last time they ate? Mm-hmm. Right. And what was the quality of both of those? Mm-hmm. Those are things that you think about. Right. Those are the things that I think about. Sean thinks about, why are they being so loud? I'm trying to drive. I don't care when your last meal was. You won't get the next meal. We're not there yet, and you will eat. Don't make me trip, pull this car over. I will reach back there. Uh, I feel like we've all seen, we've all seen that, but I but I think it's important to it's part of being purposeful. Is that when you travel, and sometimes even if you ha- aren't planning it, if you're going somewhere for to go to a wedding or to go wherever, to have in mind, hey, we're bringing them. Maybe we're going through a place. Get out a map. Figure like you like you said, um, Sean. Uh, you know, pick out. Hey, we're going to be going through this town or that town or whatever, and. Uh, and do it. The other thing that I know happens, and I'm sure it happens there a lot more than than here, but I've we have been where we've driven and seen on the side of the road, you know, some reference to some place to stop that's a Catholic, whether it's a church or or whatever. And sometimes it's kind of cool as a parent with kids to just pull over, sure, and do that because it. Well, number one, it breaks up the breaks it up a little bit, um, but also I think it it adds a little spice to the, to the travel, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, you know, what's, you know, what's cool. I just want to piggyback on that is, uh, one of the things that Jessica and I, we always look at each other when we pass one of these here in Europe and we're thinking about taking it back home with us is all over the side of the road, dotting the coast and dotting the mountains, you know, whether it's a little crevice in the rock, you're driving, you know, in the mountains or somebody's field, they got some post with a Marian statue enclosed with a nice little box around it to protect it from the weather. No, there's all these like little shrines on the corner of people's property or just in the middle of nowhere because it's nobody's property. Like that's mm-hmm. something like that. We're like, who was the first person to do that? And what a cool act of faith to, in the middle of nowhere, just recognize God, you know, yeah. recognize the eminence of the blessed Virgin Mary or something like that. Like, so I'm just thinking like, anytime I go back home, like maybe we find ourselves, you know, up in Montana or hiking in Colorado. It's just an untouched piece of land. Why not make like a little Catholic landmark there, you know, just so somebody walking by, you know, some some people, you know, might not be friendly to it, but other people walking by might be greatly encouraged by it. Mm. I love that idea. Do you know anybody selling Marian statues in bulk? <laughs> Put them in touch with you. Okay. We're need it. <laughs> but, okay. I love that. I, love I was going to ask about, uh, you know, part of being Catholic, uh, ritual is important to living a Catholic life. And rituals are also a big part of travel, especially right. if you do road trips. Um, do you all have certain rituals that you go through when you, when you travel with the family? We always pray the pray a rosary up front. Maybe probably not a full one, certainly. Um, but we we certainly have a prayer before we go anywhere more than mm-hmm. an hour. Um, ask for a blessing. And we've gotten to the point where we've started having the kids do that as well. Um, we always start off the road trip, so like the grand opening ceremony with a selfie. <laughs> oh, nice! Our- I like that. It. And then the kids look forward to that, and then they know that there's going to be an end selfie as well. That's something that I <laughs> never, that I, I never remember to do that. that that's Jessica's thing. <laughs> but it gets them excited, cool. and and it kind of sets that boundary. One of our kids is really, he thrives with boundaries. So if we say, hey, going to get in the car, these are the expectations, and this is when we're going to be getting out next. I think that's another key thing for a lot of kids is knowing when they can get their energy out so they don't just 
implode. <laughs> I, I we've talked about that on before. I think that's that 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 carries across not only that but establishing expectations and letting them know, and then being a good enough parent to say, okay, if I'd say you're not going to get out for another four hours to my four year old, that's probably not helpful. We need to <laughs> we need to set them up for uh, success. for success. So. Whatever that whatever that is, to be thoughtful about that is is important. But but certainly giving kids, hey, if we can just get to this spot or at the end of this, have a, have some sort of. It doesn't have to always be a treat. It could be, like you said, it could be a selfie or a picture or, or whatever. Cashins, where do you all come down on the media in yeah. the car? Hmm. What's that? Uh, media in the car, either you know CDs or a DVD, uh-huh. or do you allow the personal? Oh, I, we listen to audiobooks constantly in the car, and our kids love them. We have several podcasts we listen to as well. Uh, but one of the things that you can't always count on is having cell reception. So that can come and go depending on where you are. Again, the Italians, they don't just go straight through, even in their, their autostrada you're still going with the land so you can hit and miss. It's pretty great, (laughs) but we love it. We, we take advantage of it, but we also say these are the limits on that. So we will watch a movie or we will watch. Right. um, Us too. Right. 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 We push books and we really tried to travel minimalist. So they're each allowed to bring a book or two. They're each allowed to bring a toy. Sean's shaking his head as you say that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I think our ideas of minimalism are are different. There's been times where we've gone on camping <laughs> trips, and the the camping stuff, and then maybe this is just like a you know the size of the car thing, but the camping stuff is almost touching the ceilings, and the kids, you know, you're not hearing from them for hours because you yeah. put, because their sounds are muffled by a bunch of pillows. <laughs> <laughs> they well, may or may not be alive never, in the back of the car. I will say that I do a pretty good job trying to keep all of our stuff into a carry on for me and four kids. That's pretty good. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's not that. That's exciting. So wait a minute, yeah. let's get this straight. You and four kids are in a carry on. And then I guess Sean has his to own. have his own suitcase. Cause he's so minimalist. Is that what we're hearing? Exactly. He has his own. I have all of ours, <laughs> but he always travels with an extra pair of shoes. Mine compact. His don't, his take up most of his. Well, he needs, so. he needs a lot of those open, open collar shirts too to uh to wear (laughs) (laughs) so steph Steph, what do you think about what are your thoughts on the on the media yeah i think when they were younger you know um we we did do that i I, because i can remember listening to um the the mother Mother angelica Angelica. yeah i was hoping you were going to tell that story yeah 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 yeah. all the way out of virginia we listened yeah 10 cds (laughs) 10 cds that's about uh, and or From here to Virginia, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, but yeah. uh, but so those are po- those are positive. But yeah. lots of times, I didn't have podcasts back then. Yeah, we didn't have podcasts <laughs> back then. But but like lots of times, I think it's important, like you said, to have limits. And then, hey, well, we we need to actually interact with as Stephanie calls the three dimensional people as we're <laughs> as we're in the car. Um, so to se- spend time, you know, they can have alone time, you know, or just time when they're not talking. We can be listening together to something, but but also on a longer trip, we'd also say, "Hey, we're gonna here's a topic, here's something, and and have a topic or two that we can just bring up and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Or it's the funniest thing you you know that happened to you yesterday, or something to to engage. As long them. as it's not Pokemon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We we didn't do the Pokemon thing. Uh, yeah. Trevor tried, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother. Yeah, story. we still play a lot of games in the car when we go on road trips, you know, we'll do the same thing like Jessica mentioned of one movie or, you know, three, three Looney Tunes or something like that. And then we're going to, we're going to play a, play the guessing game or something. like that. Well, and depending on the, you know, the, um, the, the trip, you know, length, length. Um, I remember doing like, get like, there's like, Google, you can Google anything on car activities and, you know, you got the license plate game and, you know, we did all those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. I I think, I think at the core of this is what we've always said. You have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful in terms of what you're doing and, and, and those opportunities when you're going to be together as a family are 
at least among the most critical of where you got to be purposeful because it really is easy today. And I see tons of people doing it and I, and I, I'm certain we've done it as well. That just, you know, here's your, here's your device, here's your device, here's your device, here's your device. <laughs> we just don't want to hear from you. Whether it's explicitly said for the next two hours or something. Right, and, right. and, um, that can be a, uh, that can be a temptation, I think, um, to to quiet. Well, and it, get, it frankly, it gets away from you. I mean, you no, can easily, yeah, gets away easily. From you. you can, you know, you can in, be enjoying the piece, and all of a sudden realize, wait, we haven't said each, said something to each other, and you know. Uh, two hours, <laughs> you know, or so. I mean, sometimes you know. that can be nice. <laughs> One of the good things about electronics, I'll say, and, and I just like w- wipe the sweat from my brow because I get, I get kind of frustrated when the kids are only doing something on a Kindle for a few hours. But one of the good things about electronics is a battery. And if that battery, like you know, if you're on like a four hour trip and that battery only lasts two hours, well, okay, the problem solves itself. Right. It uh, runs out of battery and I don't have to be the mean one that takes it away. The kids naturally understand that they're not going to get another charge for a while. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like I said, back in the day when our kids were this age traveling, we, we didn't have any devices. I mean, the kid, you know, there were. We'd have like a. You could put in a. We put in, yeah. You, we could, a, we had a a DVD. Or a something. DVD, yeah. And, and like it might have been a, it might have been a VCR. I don't know. A VHS <laughs> in a car. <laughs> hey, Y'all were the, rolling we did, high, we Astro, high dollar. The Astro van yeah. was. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. We're old, man. Yeah, but you had to I be. Remember, I remember growing up. My father had a conversion van, and we had like this little eight-inch TV. Oh yeah. yeah. So he drove around and tried to get people to convert to to Catholicism. <laughs> a conversion van. That's amazing. No, that'd be great. I wish my dad was Catholic. Wow. Uh, oh, we'll pray for him. Yes, please do. Um, but no, we had like a conversion van. You know, one of the big large vans before yeah. minivans were actually you know economic. Yeah. Um, and he, I would always say, Dad, can we watch that TV? And he'd say, Sean, it doesn't work, and you wouldn't be able to see it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, but like I said, I, I think the key is, first off, recognize opportunities as parents. I mean, in any time that you're in the car with your children, particularly as a whole, to recognize that as an opportunity, even, we've even talked about how much of an opportunity it is just taking a kid to a practice or something. I was just thinking that, that it, we don't have to wait for the big pilgrimage, you know, opportunity to have our kids captive. We we can have them in the car captive on the way to practices. And, you know, sometimes those windows of opportunity open up in that 15-minute drive across town. Right. Um, and that and that's the that's the thing that I think as parents we need to see is you don't always get, and as, as our children have gotten older, you, you become more and more, appreciative of those times when you get the whole family together but growing up you know to recognize that hey we're we we're all together in this car and we can pray um we can talk about stuff we can laugh we can investigate there's so many things that we can do don't just let it happen don't just like let the ride happen Everybody just be quiet and let me, which, you know, like you said, Sean, it, those moments are great when, when you have. But plan those moments. Like, hey, we're going to have quiet. You know, it's going to be a little quiet here. I'm imagining Trey. <laughs> the kids are falling asleep. And he's like, no, you will stay up. We are enjoying this time together. There is no sleeping in this car. Wake up. <laughs> No, I promise you that, that has that never, never happened. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, Unless it's close to bedtime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is one of yeah. you a better, um, you know, long driver than the other one? I know that some, you know, a lot of couples are that way where there's the one, the one who can just power through for hours and hours and hours. And then the other one is, you know, maybe can do an hour or two and then gets drowsy. We have, we have some hilarious stories to, to define why the truth is the truth. I'll let, I know Joe, no, we're not going to have a disagreement on this one. We're going to have possibly different thoughts, like what we would explain it as, but I would say that, well, I've taken many trips with just the kids myself and gone like six hours, eight hours, 12 hours. So like, that's not a big deal to me, but if Sean and I are in the car together, he's typically the one driving because I don't know what it is, but he's. He's always afraid I'm going to kill everybody. 
Let's just be frank about it. What's going on? Well, well, here's why is because before we had kids, before we had kids, we drove from Alaska down to the United States. I was getting out of the Air Force. And one time Jessica drives like into a snowbank and we have to wait (laughs) for two trucks to no, Okay. And then the next day I'm like, okay, it was just once. You can trust Jess. Next day, I fall asleep in the car, and all of a sudden, I see us like, I see a snowplow coming, and Jessica's like, snowplow, snowplow, and the snowplow is unfortunately blowing snow everywhere. And, and it, it was an ice it's storm. It's not all her fault. Well, the ice storm had passed. That's why the snowplow was oh, there. Lord. So, <laughs> so the snowplow <laughs> pushes such a degree of snow onto Lovely. our side of the road. It, this is up in northern Montana pushes us off the road and suddenly we just start to slowly go off the road. But what is so ironic is that our car drifts off the side of the road and onto like one of those roadside crosses where obviously something terrible happened. Oh no. I woke up to that. And ever since then, I, like I hear any, like, and you know, you know, on the side of the road, you got the, you know, you got the, Oh the, yeah. The, yeah. The, rumble, the rumble strips. Yeah. 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 I hear those or I'm, and I'm like, you know, just like, construction, construction, calm down. <laughs> uh, so no, I'm I'm a little bit uneasy whenever whenever uh, somebody else is driving, but also I'd rather just be the you know I, I don't know if this is gonna sound you know overly pious or something, but I'd rather just be the one responsible if something ever did happen. Um, but wow. also, she's better at taking care of the kids too than than I am. She's she's much more patient. She understands you know their little buttons of what makes them calm down and what makes them go to sleep. And of course, she's got to be attentive to to the little ones that you know only only a mother can really, really truly nurture. Um, so it frees her up to do those sorts of things. But when it's just me and her. Man, I love it when she drives because then I get to finally see the roadside of Italy. (laughs) 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 Stephanie and Trey and I were cracking up because (laughs) Alette just walked out of the room (laughs) as if to say, okay, I've had enough of this. I need to go get a sandwich or something. I wondered if that's what you're laughing at. Uh, (laughs) She's out of here. Uh, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know that we've really, um, ever like, like we've had intentional trips that have included stops, but they were, they were like educational slash, um, you know, um, pilgrimages, you know, that kind of things along the way. But I, I, one of the things that I, I've thought about while we're talking about this topic is, um, you know, with we've had the opportunity with travel baseball, yes, to do a lot of pilgrimaging, and I'm air quoting because we never miss mass, and so um, it's always fun to to um, find different churches, and and of course Trey definitely picked up on um, early on. I think in our identifying churches that. The, the the best churches that we went to were were if we looked at the priority of if they had twenty four seven adoration, um, those were usually really good parishes <laughs> to attend. Uh, right, and, a, a mass, yeah. And so, like that, for that for that, like traveling around, even going when you go somewhere else, making it of sorts a pilgrimage. Like we went over where, where I went to a mass I'd never been to and I mean never went to a church I'd never been to was at St. Albert Mm -hmm. uh, in Austin and and it was cool because so that's an opportunity as well I looked up I looked up um, St. Albert I showed it to the kids I talked to Grayson because he's a scientist I mean he's the guy that's going to be a doctor and 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 said hey you know maybe this is you know maybe we were brought here by and so again you're you're Sometimes if you let them know, look, I mean, it, it could be just that you're doing this, but there might be a there might be something that God's wanting you to learn or to to see or to become friends with, <laughs> like you said, Sean, mm-hmm. friends with that with a saint. And so, just driving around Texas uh, here, you can make of sorts of pilgrimage, just being being gone by looking for those masses. And then inside, we've talked about this before, you know, finding the tabernacle where it is and making sure that they're genuflecting appropriately is a great learning experience mm-hmm. as well. Um, so 
again, it's just there's so many little things that we can do to make um to be purposeful and like I said, it's not doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be, mm-hmm. but but more often than not, it's a small thing. You've made a trip here and oh we ran by this church or whatever. Or like I said, my I grew up with my grandfather always crossing himself as he passed a Catholic yeah. church. My dad too. that always meant that always meant so much to me. Um, and so now I do it, um, I, which is a good thing. But again, it's just a pointing to him. I've noticed that my kids, if I'm in the car with them and I do it, they'll, they'll do it after me, you know? And then again, the younger they are, the more you connect the dots. You know, why, why did I cross myself? <laughs> Cause you might be surprised that they don't even know. Uh, well, we, we passed a Catholic church where Jesus is. So again, it's just the, all those things add up over time to building a, a, a good Catholic culture, a good understanding of why we do the things that we do. I mean, I don't know what y'all's experience is, but I, but, but there's plenty of people I know, and even in our own families, that don't even know or understand simple reasons why we do the things that we do, whether it's a, a kneel or a, I mean, genuflection or a stand. I mean. Like- do that voodoo that you, you do, do so well? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> As only you could say. But anyway, any thoughts on that, Jessica? Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, you're second. muted. We're, we're... Okay. Okay, better? Yes. Much yes. better. <laughs> Great. Okay. Wow. We don't uh, want you muted ever. Sean, <laughs> Sean, we can okay. mute. We can just turn well, him thank off. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> For us, I guess, as converts, we really are doing our best to bring that culture into our families because we didn't see necessarily that going. We both were raised in Christian families, so we have that to draw on. Mm, But those are great things to hear because those are things that we're doing. We're crossing ourselves and we're saying, oh, there's a church. We need to cross ourselves. And But I don't think I always make the connection. So that's actually a great tip for us. Yeah, because I think think a lot of – we always say – it, it, even if you just ask the question, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, every once in a while I'll just throw out a question that, that I know that they should and remember and just I'll find that they don't just come up with as quickly as I'd like the answer. I'm like, okay, so I brought it up. I think it's worth talking about <laughs> and, and right. connecting the dots because I think lots of times we go through the motions assuming our children know why we're doing what we're doing and even we might have taught it. Mm-hmm. From time to time to just ask a question and make sure that they can actually explain why. Because there's nothing worse in terms of evangelizing either Catholics or non-Catholics than somebody who's doing something and then somebody says, no, why do you do that? And you can't provide, oh, exactly. you can't provide an answer. Because it sounds exactly. like it's just some sort of the voodoo you do. Right? <laughs> right. I mean... Instead of, I, instead of, I find myself as a as a parent with those kind of things. Um, the habit I fall into is that my oldest is just his his intellect and understanding is just kind of a, a cut above that 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 the age that he's at, and I find I fall into oh well he's got it so you know everybody else is well, is the, picking up on it too and no, oh no. he just <laughs> he. You know, he absorbs more and he understands at a level higher than his age. And so the other right. ones are are kind of like, why, why do we do that? We do that? Well, <laughs> well, I think, right. And I think about that. I think about that in terms of... keep teaching. Exactly. Yeah. I think about that in terms of discipline. I remember one day I had a Holy Spirit moment with the triplets because I was just so frustrated telling them something that I had said 50 million times before, you know. And all of a sudden it was like this voice in my head said, okay, but... You've said it 50 million times, but have you said it to them 50 million times? That may have been the the you know the seven-year-old and the five-year-old and the three-year-old, but have you said it to the triplets that many times, you know? So it right. just remembering that, yes, you you may you feel like you've said this so many times, but have you said and you it may to have, everybody? But just just being aware of who you said it to. <laughs> yeah. So just like, again, pitching pennies. I think it's just, it, it really is just these little bitty things that just ask the question, connect the dot, do, so, do something so that they know. I mean, mm-hmm. I've do this over and over with my kids. This is not necessarily with traveling, but, I, but I'll just say, so why do we believe like what Jesus said? I mean, why? I mean, why? 
and you know the crickets. Right. <laughs> well, because he rose from the dead. I said he was the greatest. He called his own shot. I mean, he said, Better than they're going to kill me, and I'm going to rise in three days. Nobody else has done that. That's why we believe what he said. So anyway, but I mean. That's great. I love hey, I wanted to come story. back around to our, our initial topic before we wrap up, because we have about seven minutes left. Quickly, Jessica, um, mm-hmm. do you all kind of, differentiate between vacations and pilgrimages? I mean, do you Ooh, kind of say, okay, right. we're, this is, we're going on a vacation this time or a holiday. And, and then other times we're going on a pilgrimage or do you kind of always bring some sort of pilgrimage aspect into, into even vacations and you don't, you don't necessarily have specific pilgrimage trips that you make. Curious about that. Right. Does that make sense? Well, I think it depends on the location. Yeah, it, it really does. And it's something that we've had to look at ourselves and figure out, well, we need to do this a little better maybe because every time we get in the car, if we're just going to Rome, it's a lot of walking and it's a lot of going from site to site to site and the kids wondering if there's going to be a park or not mm-hmm. or a beach or not mm-hmm. or because <laughs> right. there's so much to do here. Or even we went to Norcia and there's this beautiful little agriturismo that we stay at and it has a great restaurant and a great pool, but then we can also go up the hill and we're with the monks. And, and so some of them are easier. It just depends on the location. And again, being intentional, like you were saying, make sure that we're building in that time for the kids. But um, we went to Garmish. Garmish is a great place here. They've got a, a Edelweiss resort for the military And so everybody goes up there for vacationing. But if you go up just a little bit more, you've got taller Abbey and it's beautiful. Mm. Oh my goodness. It just, which Abbey again, you broke up a little bit there. A taller. I might be saying it wrong. I hope I'm not, but it, it's just gorgeous and beautiful. And, and so I think we always end up doing something because it's hard not to, especially here. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, So again, like going up to a taller Abbey, we had, along the way, there's this little shrine. And so we've stopped and we're like, Hey, you know, the kids should probably get out and hike a little bit. Let's see what the shrine is. And it was beautiful. And we ended up doing the stations of the cross going up the hill and it was totally unintentional, just something that happened to be there. And we ended up praying at the, at the cemetery at the top and it was the beginning of November. So it was perfect timing. So got to go into their CCD classes saying, this is what we do and this is why we do it. And and it was so much fun because we were in the woods and it was fun and got down and it was time for hot chocolate because we're all freezing. That's, that's a, that's a home run. Yeah. Super mom. That's, that's, I mean, that that was definitely a vacation, but it turned into more. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, I think when, you know, when you're looking, God blesses. I think that's (laughs) what's neat about that too, is that you're, you're just, enculturating your Catholicism right into your life. It's not, yeah. it's not a separate compartmentalized thing. It's just, right. it's a part of who you are and what you do and how you live as a family. And that's, I think that's that, what it should be. I think that is so critical to, to actually letting them know that to be Catholic is to just, is to be human mm-hmm. I mean, to be, oh, exactly. and, and to be human is to go and do these things. I mean, it, it it's, part of the beauty it's part of the obligation it's yeah. part of everything i was you were talking i was thinking of this past summer we went up and i don't even know how we found my we haven't been to my grandmother's gravesite in i mean t- 20 years yeah, i mean a long time. and mm-hmm. and so got to take got to take kids um there tell stories about her you know honoring the oh, wow. dead all those type of things so it, i think it's just it, it kind of came up I mean, what a great pilgrimage that would be! Just going to the gravesites of your own family, right? Right, That's, exactly. I think that might be hard for some Americans. It, yeah. yeah, it would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, but no, I mean, I mean, it, 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 I, it just was one of those things, like you said, that we didn't. We just were like, hey, let's go see if we can. She was, she was actually buried, um, up in, uh, you know, up in the hill country, and so we, we just haven't been up there for. Um, with all the kids and all their activities, and so we just all did happen to be there, and so. Um, it but, just, but I think that's one of those things. I think that just it, I think it's and, and I think in America, I don't know if it's other places. Maybe just I think that there was years ago more of propensity for people to go visit 
the graves. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Right. Especially because people like, lived closer well, to their, where they grew up, where their family had, had grown up. Yeah. So. Right. And not to bring in an even worse, or not worse necessarily, but more complicated subject. They have ashes spread all over the place now. So right. there really isn't one spot necessarily anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. families were intact. Large, yeah. right. a large mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. from generation to generation. You didn't have divorce and. Wow. Separation. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's that I think that's another <laughs> thing to add to the equation is doing that. So we got what a couple minutes left. Dos minutos. Dos minutos. Due minuti. Anything that you're thinking of, Jessica? <laughs> Great accent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything you think you would like to add in the last minute or so for Jessica? I guess the the main thing is make it fun for kids. Mm-hmm. Let them know what to expect so that they're not going in blind because I don't even like doing that. Right. But make it fun. Show them what the culture is. Get them interested in the food. Um, oh, great idea. Let them know what they can look forward to. Like it's it's just a beautiful thing to watch them interact with people and stranger danger is hard while you're traveling, mm-hmm. but definitely let your kids interact with people mm-hmm. because they're going to miss so much if they don't. Yeah. That, that is great. That words. Is great, great yeah. point. Yeah, and I, anyway, so hopefully people out there, y'all thank, thank you McAfee's and we look forward to having you back, but thank you so much, but we're down to our last minute. So I think I'm going to pick, for our verse today, Hebrews 12, 1, since we've kind of been talking about the saints and oh, yeah. our cloud of witnesses, um, it says, uh, and, and traveling, uh, running right. <laughs> with perseverance. Huh? Um, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. And certainly parenting is a race that is set before us that we need to be pers- pur- purposeful and persevere. Um, and remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. Thank you, McAfee's. We'll be praying for you in Italy. You'll be praying for us. God bless. Absolutely. From the cross